Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer will be the death of us. I am Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Death of Ivan Ilyich, is that what we're saying that? Sure. By Leo Tolstoy, and Nate starting with a beer. So the book is about the death of Ivan Ilyich. So couldn't you say, you know, now that he's dead, he's an east coast ghost <laughs> sort of yeah i mean it does yeah because when i think I of think the east really the... i think of russia <laughs> yeah it's the east i mean it did most in of general. russia is in asia that's what we think of as the east mm. and this is a uh new england ipa from seven percent alcohol from ghost brewing company who Spooky. might be a new brewery for us Spooky. we've had one other ghost oh uh, okay Hops, Mandarina, Bavaria, Wakatu, Amarillo, Mosaic, and Malts, Pilsner, Oats, Flaked Wheat, Flaked Corn. Oh, they give you lots of information there. How do you flake corn? Anyway, it's pretty good. It's corn that doesn't show up on time and has <laughs> shitty excuses. It's corn, corn with really eczema. Flaky. <laughs> Ew. So this is a short story, a novella, but you know, since this is the guy that wrote War and Peace, it's still 100 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> well... If you average out this and War and Peace, they're still two very long books. That's true. It was published in 1886 and is considered uh, one of his, it's famous, one of his better things. It's because more people read this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the one they give you in school. They're like, you could probably handle this. This, is, <laughs> this won't take this, you two months. This is a smaller commitment. And it is short. It's like an hour and a half to read it, probably. Yeah. And, uh, should have been shorter though. So it tells it starts off and it's like Ivan Ily, Illich Illich how do we, is there Illich Illich yeah. So uh, according to Wikipedia it is romanized in a couple of different ways one of which is Illich one of which is Illich there with an extra i with a y i t h and sometimes it doesn't have the extra i in there at all so that would be more like Illich so that's why I said it in my head. Well, well he be Illin either way. Yeah. Only death could scratch that ill itch. <laughs> but anyway, it starts off with his death and all of his friends are like, hey, did you hear that guy died? And I, it's, I like how uh, some things haven't changed since 1886 because the first thing they all think is, how does this, how does, how can I turn this to my benefit? How does this convenience me? And they're like, oh, his job's up for grabs now. And like, and one guy's like, I'm not going to get that job, but Peter will and I can get his job. And then as soon as they go through that, they all think, how this is going to inconvenience them. He's <laughs> like, oh, I got to go to the fucking wake now. <laughs> oh, I got to get it from a black suit. This is a drag. Thanks a lot, Ivan. <laughs> and uh, if you don't remember any of those characters' names, it's fine. They don't matter. There's a whole... And everyone is so-and-so, like, first name and middle name, which is the patronymic, which we must have talked about in, like, all the other Russian books. Mm. So there's like Peter Denisovich and, uh, you know, Ivan Dragovich or whatever their fucking names are. Is that from Rocky? Yeah, Ivan Dragovich is the bad guy. <laughs> so the son of Ivan no, like, He broke him. Uh, so then, uh, then they go, and I think it's Peter goes to the wake and he and is like, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. All right. <laughs> That's he's dead, Jim. <laughs> And uh, the other names, uh, actually, the other thought I had about the names is that they all just sound like villains from a Bond movie. They frequently <laughs> were. Well, like, uh, Praskovia Fedorovna is definitely a Bond villain name. Like, that's too Russian-sounding. 
for that it's not too to be. Russian. <laughs> well, it's got like a bunch of Russian. Like, it's not like her name was like Marie Fedorovna. Where's like, yeah, oh, that's that Praskovia is not a one I've heard before. I mean, I probably didn't say it very. Yeah, I mean, I like I, whatever yeah, it yeah, reads as. I've never saw that. It's like that's a fucking weird name. No, I think that's the disease he died of. Actually, it was uh, mm. acute Praskovia. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, if then. His wife is like, this is she, all she cares about is like, can do you like think I can like get a bigger like fucking, you know, uh, pension and shit from him? And then when the guy's like, no, no, I think he figured it all out. She's like, all right, well, see you later then. Bye. And well, but she also <laughs> says, so you hear a little bit about um, like that he died uh, screaming in agony for three days. And she says, this is the first hint about her. He wouldn't shut I the fuck up. I cannot understand how I bore it. You could hear him three rooms off. Oh, what I have suffered. It's like, oh, she's <laughs> like, he screamed in agony for three days before he died. And she's like, oh, it was so rough for me. Listen, I had to listen to him tell that one fucking borscht story at every dinner party for 20 years of marriage. You'd think he'd shut the fuck up in death. Like, it's a very married couple kind of thing. <laughs> Like something out of a, like a, what the hell is that cartoon? Like Family Circle? <laughs> that kind of vibe. <laughs> I'm but glad he's, he's dead. Like, gee, Paul. <laughs> so uh, he's, he's, he's dead. Uh, and he's going to get buried. But, uh, you know, part, part of the issue that will be explored in the book is, you know, what is, you know, what, as he, as he uh, contemplates his death, maybe you'll learn a little bit about the origin of darkness. Which is my uh, oral history book on the band The Darkness, uh, <laughs> Chapter One: The Origin of Darkness. I think I, I believe, saw that at the store. Well, I don't know which one you saw because it's oh. a series, and maybe I have two of them. Oh. This is a collaborative series between Collective Arts and various partners. This is with Burial Beer Company, and it is in a Madeira whiskey barrel aged imperial stout with pecans and coffee. It's ten point seven percent alcohol, and this this looks like darkness. This is this is pure diesel. That's what's coming in there. Oh my god, that's so good. That tastes way better than listening to someone scream themselves to death. Depends what you're. I mean, it, if you, well, it tastes as good as if your enemy screams himself to death. Does it make you believe in a thing called love? Just listen to the rhythm of my shart. And this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, so chocolatey! I don't know if I taste the pecan. It's hard to really taste these nuts in the beer, but it's very good. God damn! Oh, it's thank God it's a little can. It's like I can only. Is it How strong is it? Ten point seven. But this is yeah. this is basically like a, like a chocolate thick shake. Mm. I'll probably die of some sort of acute uh, kidney disease after drinking too many of these, or floating kidney. It's <laughs> probably <laughs> liver. Uh, well, we'll find out one way. Uh, so then begins, that was the beginning. And then it's like, all right, now let's go through Ivan Ilyich's entire life and never come back to any of those characters in the present day. It's going to work its way. It's like, that was like the beginning of the episode of the murder mystery. <laughs> and I was like, all right, now we're just going to shift gears. And it starts off with his entire fucking life. And that's Why most not? of the rest of the book. That's and then at all the, the end, rest of the book. He starts to like talk about what the meaning might have might have been. Well, so he realizes shit, 
but it's it's not like yes. the narrator. I mean, the key. book itself doesn't oh, yeah, really yeah. get into what I think is the meaning of the book until about the last five pages. Or as they say, or as Tolstoy thought of it, sentence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for him that was you know this is this is basically a paragraph long. He scribbled this off in between pages of you know something else probably. <laughs> This is what he wrote to test if his quill was was full of ink. <laughs> <laughs> so, using quills in the 1800s? I think so. Maybe in Russia. In Russia, they still wrote it by dipping uh, the, something into the blood of a peasant. <laughs> you got a serf to come by, and you bled them out, and then you could use that as ink. And then you, or they used you, fresh beet juice. <laughs> everything was it's all beet juice written on uh, the tanned hide of a serf. That you beat. Yes. And they're death. like... Is that book any good? And you're like, beats me. <laughs> and then they had no joy because the winter came and the winter didn't end until 1947. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it starts... I, yeah, yeah so okay. It. So Ivan, he is a young man and he's like popular and well-liked and he goes off to law school. And he's and not he, poor. Yeah, He's not he's, rich, but he's not poor. And he's the least shitty of his siblings. And he, uh, you know, he's very well-liked and popular, and he's good at bridge or at the other game that oh is my God. like bridge. That was the other thing. Was like, I'm just having this beer to bridge me till the next one. Because <laughs> fucking all they talk about bridge. It's every, and I don't know shit about bridge, except that it sounds like, I think it's an old lady game. Uh, I think it is. But now. It, 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 I guess like, that's like the barometer. Like whenever his approach to bridge changes, a major change in his life is coming in the story. <laughs> it's true. Go back and check it. Write a paper on that, somebody. And so he, <laughs> uh, so he's popular. He's you know, and he has a nice social life, and he meets a girl, and they're like, and she's not like a you know, super rich or anything like that, but she's a perfectly well off. She has some, you know, land. yeah, she has some land, some money. It's he's not marrying a peasant, but he's also not ma- marrying a princess either. So uh, they get married, and, and she's at first not he's bad like, This is great, yeah, pretty. But very quickly, the marriage turns out to be quite uh, acrimonious. Well, he gets gets his dick wet. Though he did bang, um, like a, he used a, to bang a, a lot of ladies, a lot of women. And he was like, I, you know, this is the next thing you're supposed to do. You know, now that I'm a grown up, I'm twenty, I should get married and settle down, and start a family and die after many years of marriage at the age of forty five. He's yeah. forty five when he dies, yeah, and it's like he's he's like he has grandchildren probably. Like it's ridiculous. His daughter gets married like right, or she gets proposed to right before he dies, and he's like, "About time!" So a lot of his kids die. He they lose a lot of kids. So it was Russia, and it's and it's not even said as a remarkable thing. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, and two, three of their kids had died. Dude, did we talk about this with the birth certificates in New York City? Did I tell you about the thing about that I found? It was do nope. So New York City has digitized a lot of birth records and marriage records and stuff like that that you could search on for your family history kind of stuff. So I was looking through there and I found some for some deceased, you know, uh, you know, poor people I'm related to. And there was this form and at least I found one birth certificate for like a great uh, from the great grandparents generation, people born like 1880s. And there's a part like, you know, mother's, you know, kid's name date of birth, where were you born, mother's name, father's name. And then it's like number of birth for the mom. And then next to it is number of children still alive. 
as if it was expected to be a different number. <laughs> that was it, it was just the standard. And even, mom's stats. But like they're like, wow, two for two, good for you, lady. Like, but and I'm seeing this for like this, you know, great, great grandmother of mine who who died at 40. Uh, that and it's like, wow, that's child number three. Oh no, it's child six. Three are alive. And then she had a bunch more, like presumably a couple more died along the way. Like that was standard. That was expected. Standard. Yep. And even in, in us, you know, it was the United States. I mean, person living in a tenement, I'm sure. But even until, um, I was just listening to this other thing about this like long ass, ha- uh, like happiness study that's been going on, I think at Harvard for like 80 years now. And they, one of the things they talked about is like the first generation of people they did this study on who were like college students 80 years ago, that it was still st- Still, custom, uh, not customary, like standard or expected for them to like for them to have lost a sibling. That was just part of life. Still, like your family mm-hmm. would have X number of children, and they would not. That number would not reach adulthood. They were just childhood illnesses, dis, you know, accidents, kitty fiddlers, kids just fucking a few, die. A few world wars, but well, like you really see them die as children. Mm. To see them die, like. Oh yeah, he. Oh, that was a uh, fever. That was bad, and then we, that was the end of little. You know, he got a splinter. Michele, and uh, then Michele he died. Lito, whatever Italian name, Michaela. He died. You know, in a tenement, and then we threw him in a in a pauper's ditch somewhere and didn't mark his grave. <laughs> and then we went to work and school the next day. Like it's a kind of it's it's amazing how tough people were in the eighteen hundreds and every other moment of human history. Like that's the kind of thing today. Like an entire school would hire grief counselors. <laughs> Like, if a kid died, tragically, even of, like, a terminal illness, like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. That was standard for every family. So, in this book, of course, they don't remark on it. They were in Russia 40 years earlier. Most <laughs> so, of them are dead. Like, I can't believe you had... I can't believe... The only the kid died, not the mom, too? Congratulations! <laughs> here's, a, here's a cigar. <laughs> now let's go have a samovar of tea or whatever the fuck they had. Uh, yeah, it would be a samovar. Yeah. yeah. That stupid little hanging teapot. This is an educational podcast, guys. Okay, so Ivan, he gets married and quickly he's his, he and his wife are like not getting along. Or more like he's just like nagging. Or she, he believes that she is just nagging him all the time and they're always constantly fighting and bickering. And that never gets better. Uh, but he does well, get marriage. a series of different legal jobs and uh, basically moves up the social ladder He by getting this uh, more and more prestigious positions and that come with more money attached, you know, you know, you get a higher, higher pay. And at one point, some person dies and the person who takes that position, he doesn't get the position, but his friend does get it and then immediately hires him. And so he's eventually like a very top lawyer or he's, he's a, a magistrate judge. judge or something like that. He's a judge because he can, he can tell us about like, you know, I can sentence people to imprisonment or whenever I want, but you know, I'm just not feeling fulfilled necessarily. And so, That's and then the point he finally, so he finally gets this like big promotion and he, which requires moving, relocating his whole family to this new town. I forget where it is, but was it St. Petersburg? No. Don't know. Anyway, so anyways, uh, uh, he's relocating his family, and he buys this bigger house, and he stocks it with all of these antiques that were actually a deal, uh, and puts up all this nice wallpaper, and he's going to... 
I forget what it was. He's going to like hang something, hang like curtains, was it? And he falls and falls on his side and hurts himself. And boom, he's dead. There you go. End of the book. No, uh, he falls (laughs) and hurts himself. A very prolonged death from that (laughs) boo-boo. And somehow, whatever it is, and I don't think this quite makes medical sense, but nobody knew at the time anyway, but he just kind of like is in constant pain. And then, and he has bad he also, breath. He has, he has, he tastes something weird in his in his neck all the time. Kind of like if he had thrush. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's surprisingly accurate, Jimmy. This is <laughs> thrush <laughs> from Esker Hart. Just thrush is one. a fungal infection. It's like a yeast infection in your throat. I got one from your mom. Mm, yeah. Yes, Ooh, your this mom. Is bitter, like thrush. This you can get it from eating too much sourdough bread. <laughs> this is a India pale ale with Citra, Amarillo, Cascade, and Simcoe. 6.4. And it's uh, Connecticut? I don't know. I can't fucking see it. It's too tiny. I think it's Connecticut. But it's uh, definitely a West Coast style because it's bitter as fuck. But it is nice. Hmm. I don't know why they called it thrush. It's only a kind of bird, which it also doesn't taste like, or a neck fungus, which it... I assume it doesn't taste like I've never had it. I don't know. I think people it's like with the, asthma get it a lot because of their inhalers. Hmm. Hmm. Because you p- spraying the, uh, the stuff yeah. into your neck, and if you don't rinse it enough, fungus takes over your neck. The fungus among us. Mm. I think it's also the, how how poets will often refer to Canada's greatest progressive rock group. They'll say, "Ah, it was Thrush who performed." <laughs> Who who was the bard who sang of Tom Sawyer? <laughs> Why it was Thrush, <laughs> salesman. Uh, <laughs> we should say, by the way, these beverages are brought to us by our supporters over at Patreon. If you want to support the podcast? You could head over to patreon.com dot com slash Book Club. Rush on over, rush. Yeah, Don't beat Thrush. <laughs> Get there now. <laughs> Sign up before it's Getty too late. Lee. It now. Yes. Uh, it won't, Neil, hurt your pocket book. I don't know. This is our life, uh, son. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other guy in Rush, right? Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Okay. And uh, if you often say, Alex, this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> like you've been hit in the head by a mule, um, then you should head over to Patreon.com. You can get early access to episodes. I just saw today, actually, a person... Posted on uh, on social media, I love the new episode of Drunk Guys Book Club. Uh, it was very funny trying to listen, trying to hear Nate die a little on the inside as he tried to rein Mike and Jimmy in to explain <laughs> things. And it was on an episode that the regular public can't hear it, so the rest of the world was like, "I'll have to take your word on it." Oh, is this the one that came out today? It was on. No, it was a it was a early access, also exclusive content, uh, live episodes which we. We should do. We need to do one of those. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we do will it soon. If you or we up. did do it soon yeah, ago. Well, we've been saying that on a lot of these, and it's like people are like, did you? <laughs> so we, <laughs> but we might yeah, be a little behind. Where are we? Just Got like Michael Jackson likes him, a little behind. Uh, <laughs> so you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's bad. Sham on. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, do that. Or if you like the podcast, you want to help us out and you don't want to spend money, that's also totally cool. No judgment. Uh, but you could help us out by leaving a review or just telling someone to listen to it. 
like on on social media, where you just scream into the void about the Drunk Guys Book Club, or just do it on a train, which is essentially screaming into the void too, because people will have their earbuds in and don't listen to you. So back to this book. He's still dying, right? He is just. Oh, there's begun something wrong with his book. Begun to his die. vermiform appendix. To that <laughs> verm- that floating that, kidney. That I had to look, vermiform is like. Is that like that's worms? where your appendix yeah. turns in, into a rat? Yes. Yes, that's it. Very rarely happens, but it does happen. Well, they have to re- they have to remove it first. Sometimes, otherwise, right. the rat eats its way out of you. It's un- yeah. it's fucked up. It's like Alien. Yeah, pretty much, but more subway themed. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, he's very so he this thing so he the the doctor comes look comes to look at him. He and he's like, oh, him it might, death. he doesn't really know what it is, but he's like, oh, it might be this, but let's also do, let's, let me also analyze your urine. So he gives us some urine and then what, the urine. What test did he do, by yeah. the way? Did he, he just I smell know. it? He's like, asparagus. He drank like, it. What, did he, what did he do? He what drank test? it and says, hmm, <laughs> earthy. Yeah. What, what laboratory did he bring it to in Rory? Cause they were. Well, he was still. It, this was still back in the the days of the humors. Was how you got sick. So he was examining his. Did the humors bile. go that late? Oh was yeah, that, it wasn't Jesus. until really even like the probably the nineteen twenties in America when you could when there were no doctors who were like balancing your humors anymore. It was really like that late. They did say he kept getting bled and purged a lot. So that's that's humor shit. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I mean, we really we really took a flying leap in these last hundred years, didn't we? Well, it's really last two hundred years, but anybody who it was a, it was tough to unseat the traditional medical thinking in the eighteen hundreds. Like germ theory came around, and then um, everyone knows it's ghosts. You dick. Who was the fucking guy <laughs> that was ghost like, ghosts? Doctors Ooh. should wash their hands. Doctor Samovice. Doctor Kavorkian. No, he was like, "Don't wash your hands. You're gonna die. It doesn't matter." <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, Ignaz Semmelweis. Dr. Phil. Hungarian guy who was like, you should wash your hands, surgeons. You're killing people. Like, you're going straight from the dissecting room to deliver a baby, and you're surprised that the mothers are dying of infections. And they were like, shut the fuck up. And then he they, died like, an alcoholic yeah. in, in a mental institution. <laughs> he got a fucking break, and everyone's like, shut Look at your the guy mouth. who believes in tiny magic bugs. What an idiot. Yeah. I'm a learned doctor why would i have to wash my hands to touch some coos <laughs> fucking ridiculous <laughs> smell my fingers nurse <laughs> so like there uh, yeah humor's hung around for a while oh, that's yeah bleak. it was a really like the early 20th century when it finally died when we've replaced it with the true science eugenics <laughs> <laughs> the skull lumps are telling me that he's oh. got herpes He's ill because of his weak Mongolian blood. <laughs> his See, now Turkic we've come... nose can't breathe in the malodors of the city. <laughs> See, now we've come full circle and stopped believing in germ theory because that's why vaccines are a, are a scam and don't work. Now it's ghosts again. Can't escape them. Just, just take ivermectin for, whatever's, <laughs> for whatever ails you. For parasitic ghosts that Dude, latch that onto would... your body. I was, on the train. Form. I was on the train the other day wearing a uh, COVID mask because my wife makes me. And it was a super crowded fucking train. And there was a gentleman who is like looking around and he looks at me and he just like starts talking to himself. 
people be wearing masks still. Don't make any sense. I'm like, oh, God, please don't fight me. <laughs> please don't beat me up. You, you might have if you weren't six foot two. He was a smaller man, but <laughs> it was still scary. And I was like, I'm just, I don't believe it either, dude. I've had the, I've had the Rona. It's just so my wife doesn't yell at me. I wanted to say that, but that would have really taken any masculinity I had out of the equation. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, listen, man, don't beat me up. I'm only doing this because I'm a bitch. and My wife makes me do it. (laughs) Probably wouldn't have worked well. Uh, Yeah, but no one wears a fucking, you know, the germs are just, you know, we know who put them their name. Are viruses germs? Yes. Okay. Are they though? Well, they germs like prokaryotes isn't, or something. What the so fuck are germs they? isn't a like isn't the technical term. No, I probably call so them like germs, <laughs> kind of like bugs. Technically, it's insects and arachnids and whatever else you want to put Lobsters. in there, right? So germs is like well, any microbe you would count as a germ. Okay. Oh, it's anything that can cause an illness. Right. Yes, because like you wouldn't call like. The yeast that makes delicious, delicious beer a germ, would you? That's like microscopic fungus. Would you if you got a yeast infection? Um, I don't know. I never thought that far. It's contextual. Contextual yeast infection. germs is not a technical term, so it means whatever you think it means. So it's like fucking... How do we get into Buddhist germ theory all of a sudden here? Can we... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I've... I take it back. Contextual yeast infection is the name... should be the name of a beer. I think it's a Kraftwerk album. Oh, oh yeah, but it's 73 <laughs> minutes of just alternating two notes <laughs> that slowly oscillate from ear to ear. Much you can't like hear it, but you know there's a German shit in death, guy. which takes half of the book. Yeah, he he takes a really long time to die. So he, he does. So the doctor is like, I don't really know dying. what's wrong with you, and he like is in more and more pain, and then suddenly he's basically like bedridden. And his only joy is the peasant that comes in to hold up his legs. Was it Dalsim? What was his name? Garrison? Garrison. Uh, I knew it ended with Sim. Yeah, you were close. I was. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> the ballpark. <laughs> and I didn't really understand what exactly the, mm. the peasant See, was See, it was doing. a metaphor about um, uh, how the serfs have uh, held up the the upper classes. I don't know. I'm talking about my ass. So but it could I be. Did, I was thinking that because it's like he's literally putting. He's like literally standing on this peasant man, and the peasant man has to clean out his shit bucket every day. And he's man, like, it's a, it's a boy. Well, he, he's like he's yeah. a kid, and he's like, I'm sorry that you have to clean out my shit bucket. It's very awkward. I eat nothing but uh, caviar. It is. And, and beets. <laughs> it's not the color is it's just disturbing. milk and an old fish. <laughs> and he's like, "No, it's fine. I, this is my pleasure to serve. You know, I love doing this." Well, he it's says okay. it's because sick. you know you're gonna die. So you know, like, I, I, it's okay. You know, like, so, if I was gonna die, I'd hope someone would do that for me. He's like, "But you're a peasant. No one would give a fuck." And you're like, nope. "That's true. Yeah, that's true." I just watched six family members die yesterday. And I just left them there. <laughs> but I was thinking that might be part of it, and Tolstoy was like a pretty uh, radical dude politically and 
religiously. I don't really, I don't fully understand his life because it's complicated. But uh, according to one thing I read, uh, like a year ago or something like that, that Tolstoy was was a very important figure in Russian history. He, not really because of his novels, though. That's just the way he's known in the West. He's actually way more important for his like, essentially his nonfiction and his like political writings, which I think were against the Tsar. Or at least against he was like authoritarian, an anarchist against authoritarianism, but he was an aristocrat. Well, he you know he did the thing that most well, more like he was privileged college kids do, and they're <laughs> just like the bourgeois must be torn down. And he was also very home. religious, though. He well, this was written after his religious awakening, because mm. in the eighteen seventies, apparently, is when he had his like come to Jesus movement moment, and then this came out, and that's a big part of it. But I think. Really, the point of of Garrison, Mr. Garrison, the uh, okay, yeah, no, that's a different guy. Uh, that's, that's Mr. Mackey, uh, the, the the slave surf, is that that guy likes his life, and Ivan Ilyich does not like his life. He his, never understood they didn't like his life until he started to die. You don't know what you got till it's gone. So say at the bar, one day they'll poison. put up a parking lot. <laughs> now I don't know what that is. That's <laughs> fucking uh taxi you're going for. <laughs> but he as he's standing on the peasant boy and shitting in a bucket, which who does that sounds like a good time to me, he starts contemplating the origin of darkness again. <laughs> <laughs> but this time a slightly different version of it <laughs> as he gets closer to it. This is Origin of Darkness from Collective Arts. This time it is with Cloudwater Brew Company. Cloudwater is the poorly translated Navajo word for rain, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, does that sound like something from like, a, like one of those dated Native American things? Like, yellow hair lady come in when cloud water fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Isn't origin- all water cloud water? Isn't that the water cycle? It all cycles through? I, I feel like most of it's ocean water that ends up in the clouds sometimes. But what about the times when I make water and do my peepees? Those are just yours. Uh, I'm a cloud. <laughs> so, um, that's a syllogism similar to the one that gets used in the book shortly after. This is a port barrel aged imperial stat with Vidal ice wine. I thought you were going to say Vidalia onions. I was like, oh, that would have been, oh, that, that would make it seem like the Russian peasantry. <laughs> nice we will borscht drink this beer. onion wine. <laughs> it is earthy. It's uh, better than being sober. This is, I mean, much fruitier. I don't know if it's the same. I don't think it's the same. It's the onion. Base beer. It's not onion. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you, could do, you definitely get the, as I kept drinking that other one, because I want to just forget everything, like Ivan Ilyich did. Uh, the whiskey barrel flavor really came through. Here I get a lot of this port barrel, like a very wine flavor. Ice wine is like a very, maybe that's what I'm tasting more than the port barrel, honestly. Ice, ice wine? wine. Yes, it's what Vanilla Ice does now that his rap career is over. He has his vineyard, no. Ice Wine. <laughs> ice Wine is when you freeze the grapes to get like a more concentrated fucking, I don't know, thing out of it. So it's like a syrupy dessert wine usually. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you straight. don't freeze the wine after you make the wine to take the water out? You, you make freeze it into the grape wine, juice before? Wine cubes. I think so. I could. I'm not a wine dude. A wino. It's yeah. It's made from grapes that were frozen still on the vine, 
which you know must have been a smart dude who made that up who was like oh i fucking forgot those ones and then they're like, no 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 this is special <laughs> this is this is snow wine uh yeah so this is uh yeah i could taste that this is very good i'm gonna get it also 10 percent this night uh 10.8 Ooh. so i'm pacing myself I'm, I'm slowly accelerating <laughs> so then uh he's continuing to die we got that part <laughs> yeah, that's, that sums up the rest of it. His only joy is being helped by his by his peasant, um, and so he then he starts to like. And when he gets like worse and worse and worse, and is in more pain and more miserable, he finally starts to like say, "Like, why, God? Why did you do this to me? I lived a good life." And then he goes, "Oh wait, maybe I didn't." Live a good life. Uh-oh. And oh, he starts... The one thing I highlighted him, the question suddenly occurred to him, what if my li- whole life has been wrong? Well, too late now. And he has definitely trouble even accepting that his life might be wrong. And then, But he does reflect on the fact that he spent so much time in his life just worrying about money and hating his wife for nagging him all the time and climbing the social ladder and keeping up with the with the Jonesoviches. Yeah, and just worrying about that kind of thing. And it was his like, you know, crowning achievement of getting this big job that and filling his house with, you know, furniture, essentially the trappings of wealth. That led to him falling and hurting himself, which is going to kill him. So he, it is like, you know, he's dying for the thing that he wanted, but it actually was the wrong thing for his whole life. And then he finds, and then he, like, he's in a ton of pain. And then when he starts to realize that, that's when he starts to like scream in agony for three days. And the then finally old, at the end, existential old man tantrum. <laughs> And then finally, like right near the end, like he's uh, he's annoyed that his daughter's like boyfriend finally proposes, and he's like, "Oh, this shit!" Oh, he because he doesn't like like his daughter because he's annoyed at her. But then finally, um, he 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 dislikes her. He's like, "I hate her face." <laughs> but then bitch. finally, as like you know, after three days of like of, of screaming in agony, his son comes in. And this is like the the last second to last paragraph. It's second to last paragraph. It's going to start around sixty percent through the book. Death is finished. Is what? Oh no! Wait. So yes. Uh, and then finally, at the moment, okay. So finally, he kind of has an epiphany, and he realizes that you know when you okay he thought when he realized when he was a kid he was happy. Because life wasn't about making money and social status and stuff like that. It was about just, like, having fun. He, he tries to go through his whole life, and he finds those are the only happy memories he has. Everything that he thought was happy was bullshit. It was just like, I, I wasn't happy. We just got a new table. <laughs> it felt like happiness, <laughs> but that wasn't it. Or I got a promotion at a job I hated. That wasn't happiness. Or I got married to a woman I didn't care about at all. Or I had a kid born, and it was a daughter. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> so he, um, so he's like screaming in agony, and then he sees that his son, his youngest son, uh, who's the only one alive, but anyway, youngest son is like there, and he's like crying 
then he realizes that, that, oh, wait, this is what life actually was supposed to be about. It was supposed to be about your family and your children and doing good things for people, I guess. And then he sees that his wife is there and she's crying also. And he just says, forgive me and forego. And then he tried to add, forgive me, but said, forego and waved his hand, knowing that he whose understanding mattered would understand, meaning God. And the pain, he asked himself, what has become of it? Where are you, pain? Ah, yes, here it is. And death. Anyway, and then he... uh, and then he dies. But he kind of has, but he dies after having this epiphany that, oh, that is what life should have been. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I really Better. wish it ended with oops. <laughs> <laughs> Death is finished. It is no more. He drew in a breath, stopped in the midst of a sigh, stretched out, and died. There you go. That was it. That, that's him and the end. I... I, I, it, I kind of had a, I don't know. I guess it's, I guess it's an interpretation. Maybe best based on the stuff I read, but I kind of got the vibe. It was kind of a more of a not magic, but like a, you know, metaphorical shit. Where like when he fell, it was just kind of like an impetus. But like that's not what killed him. What killed him is that he never really lived at all. He was just dying. Or he lived for the wrong shit thing. Yeah, so he just died of being shitty. Because his soul, I read something was like his soul was already dead, but his body was just catching up. And the falling thing was just like a, something he blamed it on, but it was never that. That's one of those things that a smart person writes that you can't, that's unfalsifiable. I was like, yeah, I guess so. You say so, dude. Let me make this sound, let me make it sound like I'm poetic right now. It could still be the vermiform kidney or vermiform appendix. It could be, or maybe it's a vermiform penis. <laughs> So this has uh, <laughs> aren't they all? Uh, it, there's uh, a um, some are bigger than worms, my friend. Uh, uh, Mine's the so, size of a whole thumb. <laughs> <laughs> so this has something in common with uh, crime and punishment. Be in that, that okay? So in well, there is that, but okay, crime and punishment. What was the main idea? It was the main idea that sort of the the new way of thinking and the new way of doing things. So sort of modern life was like terrible, which led the guy to like murder the woman. And then he needed to like find God in order to be redeemed. And though he still died. Uh, but then in this book, it's like the modern life of Russia, you know, in the 1870s and 1880s of being a middle-class office worker and, de- and lawyer and, you know, climbing the social ladder and being obsessed with money and status was terrible, and you had to find out what, you know, sort of go back to basics and what real life was like, you know, because it's about family. And that was really what he was trying to say. There's a similar thing of, like, new society, bad, go back to the old way is good, seems to be a similar theme. Is this around the same time as, uh, the like, the bureaucratic reforms? Of, the uh, Table like, of Ranks? Like the Nose or whatever. Remember that story we read years ago? What rank Did- is Shaba? Uh, well, he has multiple ranks. <laughs> so I thought the the table of... Plurality of ranks. I thought that was introduced by Peter the Great somewhere in the... That's 1600s, right? Mid. So he lived for a while. Maybe that was the mid-1700s? 1682 to 1721 he was czar. Oh, okay. And the tallest czar. 
Do you know that? He also had a little baby head. He was like the, the one who looked the most like head. Captain Hook. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a... All right. He would apparently like dress up as like a peasant and like walk around and they'd be like, oh, it was like undercover boss. And he'd just like <laughs> go around like, what's going on here, comrade? And they'd be like, I don't know, giant man who's well fed. You are probably not of another surf. But uh, yeah, he, he was Zartel 1721. That, so, I did not... in, so it was introduced in 1722, but he said he was Zartel 1721. Well, the Russian... Oh, no, I'm sorry. BC. He was the Tsar of Russia and then of the Russian Empire until 1725. Stop being pedantic, Internet. Uh, <laughs> 1725 is when he stopped being the Tsar of anything and when he died okay. at the ripe old age of 52. So the, the table of ranks was a way to introduce sort of like middle-class bureaucrats into the government instead of things being entirely run by just the aristocrats. His nepotism writ large. You know, but this was the only way for people who weren't born into a noble family to, like, achieve any type of status at all. And sort of part of the point of The Nose by Google, by it's, Google, I was... I Googled it, yeah. <laughs> ...was that people are obsessed with, with status and rank because... Well, I'm sure once that became a thing... And that if you were a higher rank in the table of ranks, you really, like, lorded it over everyone else. And these are people who were not born rich. Or at least they were probably born more, like, middle class. But that still sucks in Russia. Because everything sucks in Russia. Anyway, yeah. so oh, I, I think... Being um, in the middle of a lot of shittiness doesn't make it better. <laughs> doesn't help, no. So that was introduced in 1722 as a way to modernize the state apparatus, the state bureaucracy. Didn't he also tax beards? Wasn't this guy that the He guy made everybody that? cut their beard. That was Peter but, the Great. But, he made everybody but, but cut it was, their beards. But if you didn't do it, like you had to pay a tax? Like That was the way to make them cut their beards. Was like, oh, was that, that it? Just a yeah, tax? It's like one of those good, one of those good um, trivia things. It's like... There's a tax on beards, and like everybody's a cheapskate. Like, all right, fuck it, I'll shave. But it's so cold beard, there. It was like a long beard. But I thought he shaven. demanded that people had to shave their beard in order to come to court. I mean, that was maybe, for the nobles. I just and that, that he would tax. personally shave them. Like, come here, bring me the razor. He Sounds would personally like someone had a shave fetish. them and cut their beard if they didn't. If they didn't do that, well, this is according to Wikipedia. So you know, you know, it's right. A tax was levied on the status of bearded men. If you were associated with the court, you were pay, You had to pay 60 rubles annually. Wealthy merchants were charged 100, while other merchants and townsfolk were charged 60. Muscovites were charged 30. People and from peasants, Moscow. And peasants were charged two half kopecks every time they entered a city if they had a long beard. <laughs> it's like a, like a toll. Beard, beard toll. toll. <laughs> That must be a, a bar in Williamsburg. The beard toll. If they charged it, they would. I don't know if they'd go out of business. So they, but <laughs> he may have also shaved it too. Copex co problems, you know. So I, I, I don't know if this is a criticism of. The, I, I'm sure that is part of this because the reason this guy misses out on the meaning of life is because he's chasing that paper, you know. He's just trying to climb the ladder and his life is. is I mean, I, I have to say, like, government jobs like this are kind of throughout Europe at this point, aren't they? 
Like it's not just like it's. I a, think it's Russia was crazy was, in Russia. They were copying everyone else, weren't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. This but, was like, modernizing the you know industrial state. Like this was the kind of thing you need to actually for the government to have control over the people and not just like in name only. You need a administration that can actually manage it in terms of te- collecting taxes, in terms of enforcing the laws. Well, that's. That's one thing. The beard tax is considered a failure because they weren't able to actually collect it. <laughs> a very Russian thing. Like, we will charge these peasants to change, shave their beards. Oh, we will not collect that tax. It is for best. Fighting the power. Like, I must ask you a question. <laughs> Have you paid your beard tax? Yeah, anyway, so... How did you guys like it? Well, I have one other thing that's important about interpretation that I didn't read. But at the end, so Tolstoy becomes an uber-Christian, right? And at the end, Ivan Elliot's like, what does he say happens to death? It disappears, right? Death is gone. That's what Christians believe, right? Like that Christ comes back and then death doesn't exist anymore. Or when you die, you have everlasting life. Right. So when the second coming has like, then you're resurrected and it's like, great, we get to be on a cloud and play a harp forever. That must be fun. You know, it's all that great harp music out there. It's a real pain in the ass to carry around. What if it's actually the harmonica? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like blues players call the harmonica the harp. What if it's a Jew harp? That's uh, Jesus plays that one. A real, it's a real instrument. His real name is the Jew harp. It is, yeah, it's true. And, and Jesus is like, you could take the man out of the Jews. And it's like, <laughs> doing, doing, doing. it's like that stupid like rubber band thing. Is that mouth mouth plinker? It sounds like you're in the fucking bayou when you play yeah, the Jew harp. Yeah, it's bayou music. <laughs> I don't think there are any, any Jews. No, just harps. Just the harps. <laughs> and down there, those, you know, in the bayou, like, not good enough to Indian me. And they're like, what? All right, Jews. He's like, get out. Uh, so... They, this is a super Christian thing at the end, right? The meaning of life, because he accepts it at the end. He's like, oh, okay, I get it now. And he takes it. The meaning of life is Jesus. It's all religious shit. Well, I mean, it it's kind of that, but it's also like he, he it's just to live a, I guess in his view, a not sinful or meaningful life. He doesn't say explicitly, like, it's about Jesus, though he probably meant that. But he could just be like, just don't waste your fucking time. But his, his audience would have known that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, a meaningful, not wasted existence for Jesus. Yeah. Subtext. Come for Jesus moment. Ugh. <laughs> I don't, don't like that phrase at all. That's what it is, Sam. There's another, there was a passage as I was reading this now that I'm like a middle-aged not really, but you know, older man with a child, and I've thought about mortality more than once. The part when he talks about Caius, I was like reading that. I was like, "This is too real, man. <laughs> this is too real." So there's this long packet. I'll just read a little bit of it because I thought it was really great. So the syllogism, which I referenced earlier, foreshadowed, as he learns from logic, Caius is a man. Men are mortal, therefore Caius is mortal. And he's like that. Always made sense. That applies to Caius, but it doesn't apply to me. And most of us, at least in our youth, don't. Unless your name him. is Caius. Well, then, yeah. If your, name, if your parents named you Caius, then you are either dead for 2,000 years or they are assholes. And, you know, it's good luck. 
but it's true. Like as a younger person, it's hard to fathom your own mortality. And as you get older, you realize, oh my God, no, that's, that's going to happen one day. Uh, and he said, you know, that Caius man in the abstract was mortal, but perfectly, was perfectly correct. But he, he meaning uh, Ivan, was not Caius, not an abstract man, but a creature quite, quite separate from all others. He had been little Vanya with a mama and a papa, with Mitya and Volodya, with the toys and a coachman and a nurse and the, the blah, 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 blah. What did Caius know of the, stri- of the striped leather ball that Vanya had been found of? Had Caius kissed his mother's hand? Had Caius blah, 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 blah? Did he riot when the pastries were bad at school? He's a little shit. But he's thinking about his life and all his memories, and it's like, how could this be for nothing? <laughs> how could this just be like, you get to have this and then you die? And and that is a hard thing to accept. Uh, I dare say an impossible thing to accept for some people. And so, yeah, you can Nate looks really scared. Uh, I, so, I actually had a slightly different thought at that passage. I also highlighted that. I was thinking you've been more like... death for centuries, Nate. Yeah, I know. He was like, <laughs> I knew Caius. <laughs> <laughs> we conquered had, Rome together. He had it coming, that prick. <laughs> <laughs> he still owes me 11 talents. <laughs> Uh, 29 d- XXIV denarii. <laughs> uh, what I was thinking was that, sure, you know in your head that everybody's going to die and that like people die all the time, but it doesn't feel like it's going to happen to you. I mean, this is especially like teenagers. It's like, oh, yeah, that's dangerous, but not for me. I'll be fine, you know. Uh, and so he's just like, you know, in your head that, you know, death is a thing, but it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen to you because you, because all those other people, you don't get to experience their inner life and their like reality. You can only experience yours. So they're just a a statistic. Well, as you're the real deal. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I agree. You're just, I think we're just saying this similar ideas, Mm -hmm. different ways, like, as a person, you can't. Your only perspective of the world is in your lifetime. You cannot fathom a world and existing without head. you. But you can't fathom a world existing without you in it. Even though you will learn, if you pay attention to your fucking social studies teacher, you will learn that there was a world before you were alive. If you listen to the older people, you will learn that there was a world before. Allegedly. Well, yeah, I mean, not for it, me. But, it was you know, a flat for world. everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. I, I know Noah did you dirty by leaving you out of the story, Nate, but <laughs> the world was there. But it's hard to fathom that. It's really hard to imagine that. And so he's he's like grappling with that at the end. And that was like, oh, man, this is this means something. I get it. I get why this is important. This is my second time reading the book. And the first time I went in dry, and I was like, that was stupid. And I just moved on. <laughs> <laughs> Because I wasn't reading it for this podcast, I was reading it, and I was just—I plowed through it probably in one train ride, and I was like, oh, "Like, yeah, that guy did die." Well, I lived up to the title, and then <laughs> all <laughs> five stars. <laughs> I gave it three stars. I was like, "Did I ever five write, stars I want... for accuracy, though?" <laughs> well, I mean, truth in advertising, uh, Tolstoy. <laughs> but when I read it the first time, I had no idea what it was. I was just reading lots of stuff. Short, like around the time I got back into reading a lot, I was like. That's a famous book. It's short. I'll read it. And I was like, um, I guess that happened. But now thinking about it, knowing I have to say something for this podcast, being a better reader, I was like, man, death is a 
death is a goon. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and this guy's trying to understand it, and he's and he's having the horrible crisis of knowing he's going to die. I'm like, oh, fuck, everything I did was stupid and wrong, and I can't change any of it anymore. That's a nightmare. A horrible way to go out. And then he screamed for three days in agony. And uh, three days is probably important for the Christian symbolism, by the way. Oh. Was mm. Jesus on the cross for three days? Jesus Christ, Nate. Like, back. you fucking are nominal. Like, your family, they, they weren't... They didn't all worship Zoroaster. Like, you... <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so what was it? He died and came back after three days, Nate. Yeah. They came back after three days, okay. Jesus invented the one He's day He's like, off. did I leave my wallet here? <laughs> no? <laughs> all right. I got, did you guys see it? Easter? No? He barely Fun. knew her. I bet it was Judas again. <laughs> 60 shekels weren't enough for you, Judas? I was like, oh, I left it at my other white diaper thing. Where? <laughs> 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 yeah, so... And the, the religious stuff. The religious stuff is clearly... Christian Jesus Nostos, but the idea of like realizing that your life was meaningless at the end of it, that's that's a horrible specter. Yes. Which is a word for ghost, like Nate Spear. Oh. So I was very thankful that I went on Wikipedia and read like what is this thing about before I read it? Because the meaning which is like when when Ivan starts to think like, oh my life I let I led I lived my life for stupid things. And now I'm going to die. It doesn't even start to address that until about the last maybe 10 pages. Five I mean, pages. you can kind and, of pick up on. Well, the, I, there's no for. way I'm smart enough to pick on that, pick up on that ahead of time. Cause yeah. you had to, it's the kind of thing where you really have to get to the end and then you can look back and go like, Oh yeah, his life. I see he was saying his life was meaningless by doing all those things. And, but while you're reading it the first time, at least, well, I was reading it the first time, I would have had no idea and just would have been like, oh, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that sounds painful. <laughs> so it's like watching an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> you get to the end of it, and you're like, oh, he's dead the whole time. <laughs> well, that's only one or two of his movies. The rest of them you're watching the, the whole time, you're like, oh, God, this sucks the whole time. <laughs> 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 the seventh sense? Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's a Did sense get... of smell again. <laughs> it's, I smell a stinker, M. Night. can smell ghosts. <laughs> Can't see them or talk to them. You can just smell the ghosts. Well, actually, Jimmy, what did you think? Uh, So I, I actually liked it. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, something that I kind of... I didn't, I didn't like figure it out right away because I'm smart or anything like that. I figured it out because I, I got it. Like, you know, I, I've always wondered about like, what the fuck am I doing? Like with my job, like, it's not something I care a lot about. It's something I do to survive. You have to wonder like, how far do you let that go before you say, what the fuck have I wasted everything? I don't know. And so like, I'm not worried about dying. Though everyone I know is dead. Um, but watch out, Nate. <laughs> he knows us. <laughs> <laughs> they will be. Uh, it, it does, it, you know, it's something you think about as I guess you reach, we're reaching not, not exactly at middle age, but kind of middle age, as shitty as that is. Uh, you start to wonder, wonder if you did it right or if you'll ever get it right. Yeah. 
Maybe, maybe not. It's bleak. It's fucking Russian literature. It's all bleak. Very bleak. <laughs> I believe one thing, uh, same thing I read about Tolstoy is that, you know, in Russia, things are just so bad. They've, they, but anyway, they feel like the, the beauty comes from pain. It's that there's so much pain in Russia that, they, that it's like beauty doesn't come from, you know, creativity. It comes from pain. It's like when Buddhists say life is suffering and they told Russians about it, they're like, yeah, and you just figured oh. that out. <laughs> Thanks, Buddha Borisovich. Yeah, I fucking knew that. So who should read it? Certainly not students. No, it it certainly takes they don't have a... the, they don't have the perspective to under, to like think yeah. about that. They'll be like old people make bad decisions, and then they'll be like YOLO, and they'll do something. That's why I'm going to be a TikTok YouTube video. star. I'm going to eat this life. iPod right now. Yeah. <laughs> You know I'm not going to fuck up my future. I'm going to make sure I eat all the Tide Pods. You know who actually ate Tide Pods? Like, no, it was a real thing. People were eating them, but it wasn't kids. It was old people with dementia. Like, it was oh, no. seriously killing a lot of, like, old people. Not thousands, but <laughs> enough. That's ridiculous. They look nothing like a Werther's original. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you know? Maybe with the original we know is not the actual original. Maybe it's yeah, like marketing. They're, 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 no, no, son. I prefer the OG Werther's. <laughs> <laughs> the original originals. I did see, uh, speaking of uh, young people being stupid, someone sent me this of a, you know, elementary school breakfast cereal is a bowl of cereal with milk. In high school, maybe it's a, a granola bar, a banana, as you run out the door. In college, it's coffee you could eat later at lunch. But in middle school, it's chicken biscuit, half eaten, thrown near the trash can, but missed, and now it's all over the floor, and you're doing a TikTok dance next to it. Like, that's how young people are. So trying to give them a work, we're like, have consider the meaning of your life and how your decisions will haunt you later. And they're like, no, son, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put on this dumb filter where I look like a dog, and then we're going to shit post nonsense here that makes no sense. Like, I've had, like, for I eight tr- hours, <laughs> I try to understand meme culture and young people things uh, occasionally, and it's like, this is, I know I was a stupid young person. I know that old people didn't understand or didn't appreciate what I liked, but it was like in the realm of like, what <laughs> made sense. It still made sense. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Primus, is a, they're shitty. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You don't have to like them. It's like, I understand it. I just don't like it. Right? Whereas opposed to the nonsense that it happens now, like I, don't, I can't even begin to. It's, it's as if you handed me, they're like, here, this is, we found the tablets of Joseph Smith. Can you, you want to read them? Like, this means nothing to me. This is complete. It means nothing to anybody. And like, that's the point. And you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, so could could it be said that the people who are most likely to shout YOLO are the ones who least really understand it? What is the sound of one hand YOLOing? <laughs> one hand slapping. One hand fapping. Yeah. I mean, if you do it with two hands, it's thunderous. <laughs> okay, like, so who should read it? No, but that's a good <laughs> question, though. The people who are going to, who are like, you know, they, even though no one says YOLO anymore because we're so fucking old, uh, <laughs> no one says that. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. But that, that that type, that attitude, the young people who you wish would look at their decisions and be like, oh, let me think a little about this more than a second. Well, my dad often said youth is wasted on the young. I don't he think he coined make, that phrase, he, but he, it came up a lot. Up. <laughs> no, it, can't, it, you know, it, it existed a long time, but he said it all the time. I don't know what he's getting at. And then he died <laughs> in middle age, which was unfortunate. I believe... A past middle age. I thought it was George Bernard Shaw, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I have no idea who originally said it. It's probably one of those quotes that, you know, a million people claim or are credited with saying it. 
Abraham Washington. Uh, so Abraham it was Mark Twain, Twain then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then you look it up and you're like, actually, it traces back to Winston Poor Richard's Almanac, where there was a quote said, the youthfulness of the early age of life is sometimes not proffered properly until old age is achieved. <laughs> like, That's not the quote. <laughs> Hashtag um, YOLO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what Ben Franklin said when he went with his kite. <laughs> He's like, they're like, dude, you're going to get fucking fried. Like, YOLO. And then you just run out. Uh, I think you need to be a bit of a grown-up to read this. And I know that sounds pretentious. And you need to be a bit of a grown-up to read it and understand it. You can to, read it as a kid, it, but it's yeah, a waste of time. I read it in my mid-20s, and I was like, that was a story. <laughs> but now I'm going to be 36 in a few weeks, and I'm like, this is... You need to have some choices under your belt that you might regret. Yeah, that you could at least assess them now. Like, <laughs> it's not like, hey, I took that job at Target last week. Was that the right move? Like, you need to have spent some, sunk some years into shit. You know, yeah. you could look at a long relationship or a job or a career or, you know, the paths. Because as you get older, the or paths you could take. Oh, no, the, this has been one of the few good decisions I've made. <laughs> that and my kid. Got to probably include her in there. My wife might listen to this one. Uh, no, she, she, <laughs> she doesn't listen. She doesn't know how to read. She's a woman. Uh, but they, um, <laughs> she can't. She can't argue. She can't say it's not true. Uh, if she doesn't listen, she doesn't. Oh my god! She listened to the first two episodes and she's like, "You guys, I, don't, I hear you talk enough." <laughs> That's <laughs> probably person. true. She does. It's absolutely true. Uh, yeah, I think you need to have you need to have done some shit. Not like, you know, killed a man, but like you need to like done some things. And then you could say, Oh, I get it. Yeah, some of those decisions maybe like maybe you're fortunate enough to say, Yeah, like that time I was gonna take this job and look how that didn't work out or that relationship or whatever, but you know, you to to read it when you're very young. Like I'm sure they give this to a lot of people in fucking high schools and colleges and like waste. waste so they can time. say they read Tolstoy because someone yeah. they can finish it in a school year. That's probably why they give it to him. It's like, here's some high literature, children. Yeah. But that's, that's a waste. Nate, disagree? Agree? Uh, no, mostly agree. Though it is short. It was blessedly short. And I did actually kind of like it. Even though I don't... I guess I do kind of agree with the message. Besides the, the Jesus, Jesus stuff. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> except for that. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't give this to kids. If your only criteria is that it's short, there are a billion other things that are short they can read. Even famous things that are short. But th- it's as, this is wasted. On this the, book on is wasted young. on the young. Jimmy's dad didn't say that. No, he didn't. Maybe. But Jimmy did. I did, just now. One up to dad. YOLO. All right, tell us what you thought. <laughs> Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Guys Book Club. And if you've listened this long, you know, you, you recognize at this point that you only live once. So you should head over to Patreon.com before it's too late to support the podcast. Or uh, leave us a review telling people to check it out before they shuffle off this mortal coil. Or, you know, review it nicely. Be nice. And you can also join us on Goodreads while you can. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thank you.